I'm Jalen. I'm Octavia. And this is Flock Talk. Welcome to our second episode of Flock Talk. We are in our relationship series, so our episode today is going to be about family. But first, Jalen, how was your week? Child, you said family. I'm going to just look first there. <laughs> but no, my week was good. Um, I worked a lot. I had a couple shoots this week, long hours, but it was cute. The only thing I can really say that is annoying. I hate, like I absolutely hate when the call time be early and then you get there and you be sitting there for like umpteen hours until you start to do anything. I mean, I'm used to it. This is how it goes. But I can mm-hmm. only but roll up so many blunts, eat so many, you know, snacks and bags of chips to wait. Like I'm ready. It's time. <laughs> I um, wonder how many people just rolled their eyes at the week of a model. (laughs) I hate when the call time is early and, like, I just have to sit around all day and smoke weed and eat chips. This is bullshit. Oh, no. Listen, (laughs) it really is is gruesome because you're like, okay, I could be asleep. I could be doing my laundry. I could be doing a lot of things right now. You could have just told me to come now, like, later versus now to have me sit. I want to smoke a blunt from the comfort of my own home, you know. But <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Yeah. That was that was it. I'm I'm super grateful, super blessed. It was it was cool though. I love that. I shot some really cute shit this week. Mm-hmm. About it, but y'all see. But yeah. How was your week? How you feeling? What's up with you? My week was horrible <laughs> because yeah, horrible. Yeah. Honestly, like you know, I've been working like the entire pandemic, so like. Um, Because I'm not, I got a face for radio, (laughs) so I'm not a model. Um, No, I'm just kidding. But sick. (laughs) Wait, I had to like. I was like, wait, a face for radio. I'm like, yeah, my girl is cute. You saying? Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. But um, (laughs) I'm slow. (laughs) Yeah, no. Um, I have a regular job, and my regular job is very short staffed because of the pandemic, I guess, and. I don't know. I'm not going to talk shit like I want to because I still very much need this job. But I see why people don't want to work. You know what I mean? I feel like my biggest mistake in the last year was not getting fired from my job or like picking an essential working job because I was worried about supporting myself. So I didn't go on unemployment. I just kept trying to like find a job. And people on unemployment made way more than me last year. And I worked with bitch ass niggas every day. (laughs) Um, I I don't have the same job from last year, so I can talk shit about it. Um, And I'm not saying like my coworkers were bitch ass niggas. I'm saying the public was. (laughs) You guys are heinous, not not birds, not the birds, because you guys get it. I feel like anybody that's worked in customer service that's had to deal with people. Um, I was actually just talking to my my coworker about it uh, today because I was like, um, he said something about um, someone acting like a Karen. And I was like, you know, I really don't think that it's fair that Karen is getting such a bad rep. Like, I get that bitch is annoying. I don't fuck with her neither. But she's not the only one acting a fucking fool. Like, Karen, I feel like that is a a very specific dig towards white women, which is like, when are y'all gonna stop doing that? Like, I don't know, like, at what point is it just like played out, like disrespecting women and all of that? Like, I don't know, but I know for a fact working in customer service that the biggest babies are men. (laughs) They, when they don't get what they want, my biggest issues have always been with men because they think that they can just come in and demand things. And the difference is that everybody expects that from men and they accept that. But if a woman came in and did it, now she's Karen and now she's being recorded and blasted. If you're going to record and blast people, you need to get all of them. Right. No, that's true. Keep that shit consistent. I do yeah. agree with that. Yeah. But 
Yeah, no manic customer service, ill. Yeah, yeah, sure. yeah. Other than that, my week is fine. I feel like my home life is good. So it's just, it just makes sense that I hate my my work life, kind of. You know, you can't have it all. You <laughs> can't have everything. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not greedy. <laughs> I am. So I need, listen, if you're going to be my man or whoever, I, I need it to be good there. I need the money to be good. I need everything. I want it all. <laughs> Shit. I deserve it. You do. You do. <laughs> do you uh, want to get into tea for two? Let's get into the tea for two. Um, let's see. My tea for the week. So my tea for the week. I don't know if, if this is even tea. This is honestly just like, well, it, I guess it's a national news because I heard about it here and I'm in New York. And so I'm originally from Texas. I don't know if y'all know that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like Dallas DFW area. Um, and this week there is a, well, first off, there's a town, like a suburb of Dallas called Arlington, like Mansfield area. I went to high school there. Um, my mom still lives there. There's this high school that's like literally like built within the neighborhood, basically, like in the, the housing neighborhood. Anyway, there's a high school there. And so the there was a boy who took a gun to school and he shot up some people in the school. And mm-hmm. my dad called me thinking that like my younger sister went to this school. And I'm like, no, she doesn't. She's a private school. But. Yeah, weird. Oh wait, anyway, this but... is your, your your sorry. I I was like, wait, your dad doesn't know what school your sister go to, but I forgot the the dining yeah, place, no, which we'll we'll get into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get into that. We'll get yeah. into that. We'll get into that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh, everyone was just kind of shook. Like I seen it going around like social media, and basically the boy he got into a fight. He lost the fight, according to the video at least, because I saw the video. He got into a fight. He lost the fight, and he pulled out a gun. And he shot the boy. I think a teacher and another like two students who got you know, struck. Um, so there's like a lot of just like uh, opinions going around on like what happened and like why. Apparently people say that he was being bullied in the school. So like, it's kind of like a pass. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> but then I'm also like, shit, this is what happens when you do push people to the edge. They do pop off. Um, there's just a lot of like, um, information going around about like who he was at school like some people said that he sold drugs and um i guess recently they said that some he got like robbed for some of his drugs basically like he gave some drugs they didn't pay him for it so i guess that was his way to be like i'm toting now you know whatever but i don't know i think all in all it's just it's crazy to me and i think this is probably the first time that I've seen like a school shooter be black and no it's not <laughs> funny it's not funny i'm like my heart goes out to everybody. I'm mm-hmm. just like, whoa. Yeah. For I'm sure. used to Dylan Roof. I'm used to like <laughs> crazy shit. You know, like Yeah, you used to I'm Kyle coming honest. in and fucking up. For sure. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Didn't yeah. that boy go into the church house and shoot people up? Like I'm sure. You see what I'm saying? Like I just yeah. never thought it would be like that. So yeah, I don't know. It just kinda hit close to home. Like it's really weird to see it. And I I don't know. I just feel some kind of way about it. I don't know how to really like specify because I, again, I don't want the boy just ruined his life basically. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. you also put a bunch of people in danger because I mean, you shot somebody, so you know what I'm saying? Like, there are consequences for your actions. There are sure. consequences for your actions. It just sucks to see like a young black person be like involved in this situation and mm-hmm. like at the hands of it is what I'm saying. Right. Um. Still fucked up. I just, yeah, it, it's it's a weird situation. I'm like, wow, we have a black school shooter. What the fuck is yeah. that? But the thing is, okay, so um, I don't really, I don't, I think this is like a, a conversation for a different episode. But um, in short, basically, like, I don't think it's a race thing, a school shooter situation. Um, of course not. Yeah, I don't think it's like, I think it's a circumstance and a, a specific character type. You have to be a specific sure. kind of person to be put in a specific circumstance that would that would cause you to react that way, you know? Um, and I feel like, yeah, it's, a t- it's such a touchy subject because, I mean, it's been only white boys 
as of now. But I feel like that's just showing, like, <laughs> as fucked up as it sounds, it's like it's just showing, like, growth. <laughs> it's just showing diversity. It's showing range. It's showing, you know what I mean? Because I mean, because shit exists everywhere. So it's not exactly. like within all groups. So it's not like we're just, like, because we're black, we're not capable of doing fucked up shit. Like, obviously yeah. not. I think it's that just, it's, I'm shook to see it. I think that there is a reason, obviously, like, I'm not a psychologist or anything like that, but I think that it's a deeper psychological uh, reason. I'm, like, I've gotten really into, like, Enneagrams and shit and, like, how everybody kind of, like, has, like, a number and all of that. Um, That's going to be a different episode. We definitely are going to get into it. But I'm just saying that this situation, in my opinion, applies to that. Um, But the fact of the matter is this child still brought a gun into a school and um shot someone so like it it is what it is like he has to get in trouble you know you can't say oh like he he's black (laughs) like what like what is the excuse you know what is that's literally the only difference you know I mean it's not the only difference because I feel like from what I um from what I gathered it was he was targeting specific people and in the other cases they were just trying to take any and everyone out and so everybody like, out, yeah. Yeah, they were trying to prove a point, like Columbine, all of that, when they say that they were being bullied and all of that bullshit. Like, they were just trying to cause, like, they were trying to get max level casualties, you know? They were really in it for sport, and I feel like some of them are. And in this situation, it does seem like it was, like, a a specific targeted... Specific, yeah. Yeah, and which is still not chill. Like, you should not be. But still also... not okay, yeah. But I feel like that's that's Texas's fault. You should take ownership for that because they don't even have like, uh, what do you call it? Concealed to carry things now. You know what I mean? So it's just showing that that is now bleeding out into everything. More children are getting access to guns because you don't even have to have a license to carry. You know what I mean? You can just literally have a fucking gun. But I'm well, not here good. to take your guns, guys. I'm just saying your guns are being left at home with your children. So. I don't know, maybe be smarter about it. You, it. It's just it's just a lot of access. And there are things that kids don't need access to until they've had proper education. And I feel like there are some people that are super good about um, talking to their kids about gun control and, and proper safety shit. And I know a bunch of kids that are capable of using guns. My sister um, decided she was going to have a gun in her house. So she literally took all her kids to a class about it and they learned about it. You know, she made it as unfun as possible. So now they just know that there's a gun in the house and I know how to use it in case of an intruder. Like they really have like, I feel like an actual knowledge of what a gun is used for. You know what I mean? Right, right. So I'm saying that you can educate kids, but the the way that Texas is going about everything is just so wrong <laughs> in every way possible. <laughs> Texas just fucking no. fails nonstop. You know, it'd be different down there, girl. You know, we still let a home, Lord Jesus. No, we don't. can't even get no damn abortion if you need to. Yeah. But it's just. I do not. Girl, that Greg, that Greg, that Greg. We're going to leave that right there. (laughs) You know, that's the child support, man. Like, when I used to get my child support checks from my daddy in the mail, (laughs) it literally was like, Greg Abbott on it. I was like, oh. Like, as I got older and saw that, okay, like, bitch, you're actually, like, ruining things. Cool. I mean, that's what. I feel like growing up is is just realizing like who's ruining what. <laughs> right, right. It's like oh, like taking a second look at your heroes and being like, wow, you raped four bitches. Right. Thank you. Oh my Thank God. you for that. And it really do be like that. I yeah. hate that. Yeah, I feel like that's the worst part of growing up. But um, not nah. What's your tea for the week, boo? My tea is. I <clears throat> okay. So I was on my way to work. The other day and I was driving past a park in um Seattle it's called Green Lake Green Lake I think whatever um it's a big park it's beautiful um me and my boyfriend actually went on our first date over there and like we went on a walk mm. yeah it was very cute um but we didn't go that deep gay in shit. because huh said, you mm, gay shit Ooh. <laughs> yeah we didn't go that far because I was kind of drunk um <laughs> and it was COVID so we were just like do you want to go make out in the car <laughs> yeah let's go kiss so yeah so uh i was driving past this park and the car in front of me pulls off and like parks next to a a, like a tent like it like 
pulls over and it's like even like on like the thing a little bit and it gets out of the car. I mean, the girl gets out of her car and she just goes and unzips her shit, like unzips the tent and gets in it. And I was like, what the fuck? And so then I look, it's a whole fucking community of people. But the fact that this bitch just drove her fucking car to her tent in Green Lake blew my mind because this is a very, very, very expensive area to live in. And these homeless people just took over the fucking park and made a little tent town. And it's, it's so like, since then, I've just been noticing like more and more like, wow, like the homelessness here is like, heinous because I didn't I I just moved up to Seattle I was living in Tacoma uh for the first half of my my time here and like the homelessness is bad but it's like it feels normal it feels very New York it's like a bunch of tweakers just walking around screaming you know the only difference is they will actually approach you like they'll approach you they'll scream at you like I feel like in New York they're like schizophrenic and like in their own world they're talking to other people who we can't see in in Washington, they're talking to you, <laughs> and it's yeah. very fucking scary. <laughs> but yeah, so in Tacoma, it's not like that bad. So like moving up here, every every major like park, it's like full of these tents and like these makeshift homes um, on the side of the roads. There's a bunch of RVs just like broken down, looking abandoned, and there's homeless people everywhere and i don't i don't even want to call them homeless because they're just people that live outside they're just people that's not paying rent and it's it's frustrating (laughs) (laughs) it's frustrating as fuck every first of the month when i gotta send in my paycheck and i'm looking out my window and i fucking see this like family of fucking bums watching tv off of my wi-fi you know like it's so fucking frustrating and like I don't feel I feel like everybody here is so passive that they don't even know how to go about it. And and from my understanding, it's like people being shipped here because, you know, Washington's pretty liberal and they're like all about like trying to save people. There's a bunch of clinics where you can go shoot up. Um, Not shoot up. Yeah, you can go safely like shoot up it here. So what the fuck? It's bizarre as fuck. I don't get it. I mean, like, I guess I'd rather you shoot up there than like in front of my kid at the grocery store but no because it's bad because now there's needles everywhere like i was walking through the park um i was walking because there's this like cute little park in uh, queen anne and literally i stepped on a, a needle like a syringe that was like it had black shit in it and it was like an actual like needle that you inject into your arm like I could not believe that. And these are like, I'm in a neighborhood where there are million dollar homes and there are needles with drugs in it on the floor. Like how are kids supposed to be out? I don't, I don't understand how this has gone on for so long. It makes zero sense to me. I don't know. Like I get like, okay, you like, I don't want to be like heartless, but also like, bitch, you live outside. I don't know what you want. Like go live in the woods. Why are you in this park? I don't know. I don't want to like, keep like going ham on them because these people like it's not like a regular like tent you know how like in new york people live in like boxes and they just sleep in like little cubby holes and like alleys and shit right these tents and these like tarp shits are fully fucking furnished fully furnished she got a flat screen in that bitch one time, me and um, me and uh, my boyfriend, we were wa- going to like a our friend. They were having like a little birthday party at a hotel, um, and it was at the Warwick in Seattle. We're walking down the street, and um, this is the a main street in Seattle. So like, the, there's like a lot of apartments. There's a lot of businesses. There's a lot of a lot on this street. There are just rows and rows and rows of tents, bitch. When you come visit, I feel like you're not understanding what I'm saying. When you come here, I'm going to have to literally take you on a tour of how these bitches are living. The the tour tent. Okay, because um, we were walking down the street, and I look over, like, in one of them, there is a man sitting on a couch watching a tablet with a lamp in the background with his arm around a bitch. They laid up, baby. On the sidewalk. On the, on the sidewalk of a main street. 
Bitch, how can you even hear with all the horns in the cars? Like, what the fuck is this? They have, like, beds, all kind of shit. They got all of the amenities you need. And they ain't paying nothing. And they have these prime real estate areas. But yet, the eviction moratorium is, like, over here. And so everybody has to, like, pay their rent and all of this shit. But then you look outside and you see people literally living their best lives with cars and RVs and, like, more shit than you. And you're at work every day. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. And I, I'm i going to write a letter. She's had enough. She's going to write a letter. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that's my tea, bitch. And now my blood pressure all up. So it's just in time for us to get into our main bit. <laughs> let's look. Let's get into it. All right, bitch. We all right. Are family. Hey, hey. Uh. <laughs> um, all right, bitch. So do you want to start off by just like telling us like what's your family dynamic? Like mom, dad situation. Oh, okay. Siblings? So my my parents I'd say, yeah, I have two parents. Um, <laughs> I was not raised in a two-parent home, though. Uh, my parents were not together, I guess, during my job. I don't know. They just were not together when I came out at this point. Um, yeah. I how, have... What's, what's up? How did they... What was their relationship status? Well, my parents had me. They were not together. But they were, like, high school sweethearts. And then... My dad had another child. My big sister is five months and five days older than me. So my mom <laughs> found that out and she dropped him. She was Queen Scorpio. She was out of there. Period. But, um, yeah, so I have a half-sister. She's five months and five days older than me. I have another one. She's, I think she's 24. I'm 27. And then I have, with my mom, she has, I have a sister. She's 14. So, yeah, I was raised as an only child. Like, my sister was born when I was 13, 14. So, and I left my house shortly after that, a couple years after that. So, did I you, mean, But did you I was, spend time with your um, your other sisters, your older sisters? Or your I did. I, my older sister, I did. Like, um, when I would go to my dad's house on the weekends, like, you know, whenever, I would, we would hang out. Or we would go to, like, my grandma's house in the summer and hang out. We definitely are close. We're still pretty close. Even if we don't, like, talk all the time, we're still, like, like, I love her. We love each other down. Like, that's, mm-hmm. that's like, an unbreakable bond. We're literally, like, the same person. Basically. You're literally siblings. <laughs> exactly. But, yeah, so I have three um, sisters. Um, we all don't have the same sibling Situation. You guys are all halvesies. Situation. We are all halvesies. I don't say that out loud because I mm-hmm. love my, my siblings like my siblings, so it doesn't matter. But, yeah. yes, we're all half-siblings. So, yeah, that's what I have. I was also, um, like, heavily influenced by my grandma. My grandma played like the second mom to me so yeah what about you cute um so I grew up in a two-parent home kind of I guess my dad was in the army though so like I don't know I feel like he got to cheat out sometimes (laughs) (laughs) but cheat out I mean go to war (laughs) but um yeah I mean my parents are still married so I definitely grew up in like a two-parent home um whatever um I have so, like, growing up, I always knew that I had um, my older sister, who's seven years older than me, and then I had, uh, my middle brother, who we call the yellow one, and then my brother that's <laughs> above me, who we call the dark one. <laughs> um, and then there's me. I'm the youngest. I'm the baby. <laughs> um, but, well, <laughs> I'm not the baby. <laughs> yeah, my dad cheated on my mom when, like, when, like right after I was born, basically, or not right after I was born, actually. Um, my little sister is a year younger than me, and my birthday is June twenty first, and hers is July third. So, it's we, we're pretty close. <laughs> and like, <laughs> we're yeah. So like it was yeah, definitely some wrongdoing on my dad's end. But I mean, I guess they made up. I didn't find out about my little sister until I was like sixteen. So I went all of that time thinking that I was the youngest. (laughs) (laughs) Say, I'm not a baby. Damn. Yeah, I'm not the baby. (laughs) I'm not the baby. Um, uh, (laughs) Baby, but yeah. Yeah, for sure. What's your, uh, (laughs) what do you think your, uh, your role is in your family? You want to know what's so funny? I think, obviously, like, I'm, at least, okay, I'm the only outwardly queer person I know in my family. Mm -hmm. Because, I do think I see some people in here and they just be hiding. 
but we're going to leave that right there. We're going to leave that. Yeah, wrist a little limp. We're going to leave that right there. Wrist <laughs> a little limp. Yeah. No, but, but that's their business. But yeah, mm-hmm. I think that I'm definitely like a, like the, the, the black sheep type situation where it's like, mm-hmm. I've always just been the one to do my own shit. And they're like, what the hell is going on with you? Yeah, girl, it's cute. Get over it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've always been that. But I also, the older I've gotten, the more that I've realized how much of a teacher I am to my family. Mm-hmm. Because one thing I can say, and family is family, they're crazy as fuck. But like with mine, nobody really ever tries me. And when they have tried me, we'll go back and forth about it. And I let that ass know. And it's kind of just like, okay, respect here, respect there. Boom. Nobody really, like, has a, like, nobody really wants to just be on my bad side. And vice versa, like, it's family. Mm-hmm. But I think that I really do teach them, like, what it means to be, like, just every, everything that I am. Because I feel like we're from Texas. It's, it's giving country bitches. So they're not really exposed. or Like, they don't know. Not, not that they're not exposed. I think they're exposed. But they just don't really know too much about it's anything outside don't... of their little bubble. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's that they don't have to know anything outside of their bubble. I exactly feel, they don't have I to know anything like else out of their bubble and so when i'm like when it, when i'm around like when it's me they're like oh shit i love you so much because you're my family so it kind of it just i know i act as like a bridge because they love me and they respect me i do like open up a space for them to kind of like experience more and understand more and it teaches them how to be i guess i hate the word tolerant but i mean mm-hmm. i mean more so understanding of things that they may not um you know, be yeah. or want to know. Yeah. So that's, that's my role. I think I definitely am a teacher, but I, I definitely tear up shit. So. <laughs> duality, girl. Duality. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that I'm like, um, I'm the, I will not anymore, but I used to be like growing up. I was very, very, very much the peacemaker um, because I was a baby, you know, like I didn't really understand. My family is the type of family that really just, just dukes it out. Like if there's a problem, like we gonna fight for weeks until I feel like I got my point across. But the thing is, everybody's trying to get their point across. So like the the fights turn to years. It, but it's like it's like a weird thing because no one stops talking. They just keep interacting and clashing. Like so, it's just a fight mm-hmm. every time. You know, it's just like oh, they fighting this year. You know, uh, yeah. which is really toxic. And so like growing up, like my. I felt like my biggest thing was always just trying to get everyone to come together. You know, I was always trying to like just mend the fights. I'm not, not always. Well, yeah, always really. Cause like growing up, I definitely was like my mom's little minion. Like I definitely did whatever she told me to. I followed her around like nobody's business. Um, but whenever she was like into it with one of my siblings or something, um, I would always just like go and like make her laugh and like distract her from the terror, <laughs> you know, but I also would go get belts for her if she told me to. So it was like a, I don't know. I feel like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't, I wonder how my siblings You're responsible. feel about me. You're responsible for people getting their ass whooped. But also for preventing it sometimes. If I could talk her out of giving my siblings whoopings, then I would have. Uh, then I did. Get, like, you know? the smallest, the smallest switch from the tree. So, so it's not like no, a real honestly, thing. bitch, I can't. Um, I if I'm being full transparency, I'm not the type of bitch to go and look for stuff. So whatever I find is what I find. So like I remember, <laughs> <laughs> I remember. So look, if you got that thick one with the thorns on it, bitch. Okay, look, it was close. It was quick. Yeah, fuck out of here. Yeah, but my siblings caught on to that because I I would just get so distracted. I would be in my room playing. My mom like, "Tammy, give me the belt." And I'd be like, "Damn, I forgot." Um, so my siblings would just give me stuff to like go give to my mom to whoop them with. <laughs> oh my god! I don't know. I feel like I worked like really well with them, but I do think now that I'm an adult, I have become kind of. I don't. I really don't know what my role is. I do feel like a black sheep. I don't feel like. Um, they get me, but I think it's because I was a baby for so long and I took on, um, and I, I, I will say this, like my family, like it's very big. They've always had like just a lot of stuff going on. There's always just a bunch of stuff going on. And from a kid's point of view, uh, when like adults are like talking about stay out of grown folks business, be a child while you can be a child, like go over there and play, you know, you're always being like shooed off. And so you kind of feel like 
whatever it is that pertains to you is childlike and irrelevant. And it's just so small compared to all of the bigger things that they have going on, you know? And so I feel like I took on a lot of my own, like, like the, all of that emotional labor of like, kind of like self-soothing and just like kind of confronting my own problems kind of thing. Like when I was being bullied and all of that stuff, like no one in my family knew, but it's just because I just didn't feel like it was big enough to to bring to the family meetings, I guess. I don't know. But, um, now, but now that I'm an adult and, you know, I do kind of have strong opinions and I, I've, I've always had strong opinions. And I, I just think that the difference is like they hear them. And um, when they tell me to do something, it's not an order. It's a suggestion. <laughs> I'm right, not, right. You, you're not going to boss me. You know, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm so, grown now, bitch. But like, yeah. But. So it's definitely, there's definitely been like a shift change in my role in the family and it's still very much going on. There's still like, there's like a lot of tension in my family and shit, but like, I mean, it is what it is. It's a part of the growing process and I'm basically just trying to establish boundaries and they don't like that because <laughs> they don't know boundaries with me because I've always just been there. And so giving with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You are a giving girl, but you definitely do have boundaries and I think more so probably with your friends because you had to come from that spot of like not having so many with your family and it really wasn't a choice, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. 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 Um, For sure. It's just like, I mean, it's, it's fine. You know, I feel like sibling fights are like super normal. I just didn't have them at all when I was a kid. So I feel like we're just making up for lost time. (laughs) I'm dead. (laughs) But if you didn't have any siblings in your house until like, but, like, when you would hang out with your sisters and stuff, you guys never would just, like, be beefed out? Oh, yeah. We would. We definitely would. And we yeah. would, like... It's funny, though, because I think, like, I know... I can't speak for her, but I know for me, like, even though we're really close in age, she's older by a couple months, but, like, I used to always hate when she was pissed with me. Like, I'd be like, oh, my gosh. Like, why Why is she upset? Why am I making her mad? <laughs> Like I like I really felt like that annoying little brother, and I probably was, mm-hmm. and you know, in my way, I know I was bad as hell. But yeah, we we had small shit. There was a time I always tell this story; it's funny and shit. It's honestly really bad. But <laughs> we were at my grandma's house for the summer, and we were like fucking around. I don't know if we were like wrestling or what. I don't know what we were doing. We were just passing licks, basically. Mm-hmm. And I saw her leg hanging off the end of the bed, and I was like, "Here's my chance." <clears throat> I pulled some type of move and, like, hit it. Like, you know how, like, you, like, I don't know, say you have a pencil on a desk and, like, you have the pencil kind of hanging off so you, like, press it down to, like. Yeah, you, like, karate chop it. it across the room. Yeah, I yeah. did that. To and her I leg? know to her fucking leg. And I know to this day she hates me for it because I've never seen a bitch cry <laughs> like that. Honey, still fucked up. <laughs> look, look, yeah, crazy shit yeah we used to get into all kind of shit i think we were more so like we were a team though because we would like we're literally so close in age like we like the same shit mm-hmm. we just kind of like work against everybody else like we want to do this so how do we do this like we want our grandma to take us to this place so how do we finesse her to get this this and you know like we just we yeah. kind of work together on things more than like apart so yeah i don't know i think kind of like coming from like at my mom's house when it was just me and her I didn't have anybody else in the house. So when I got with other kids, like my cousins or like, mm-hmm. you know, my, my sister or whatever, it was always like, oh my gosh, yes, a relief. Like I can hang out. Like even going to school was like a relief. I'm like, bitch, it's other kids mm-hmm. here. I'm, it's not just me in my room with all these fucking toys or whatever by yeah. myself, you know? Right. But as I got older, I definitely start to like revert back. Like I really do appreciate my time. Yeah, for sure. I feel like, um, me and my, my, it was, it was never my idea. My brothers never really um, wanted to play with me. Don't ask me the age difference because I genuinely don't know. I just know that I am the only one from my mom's kids that's still in their 20s. So like everybody else is just, my sister's seven years older than me and then the boys fill in the middle. So fucking figure it out. I don't know. I don't know, Matt. Okay, okay. Um, but my brothers, they were very, very, very into WWE. And so the only time that they would want to play with me is when they, yeah, when they could be the like the Hardy Boys or whatever, and they could practice wrestling moves on me. And they used to fuck me up. My like, um, 
they really did. Like, I feel like the age gap isn't um, large enough for it to be like kind of problematic. Like, I feel like, right. I think my, cause I went to high school with the dark one. So, um, Oh, okay. I'm We're close in age. Hollering about these names that y'all yeah. have, bro. Yeah, the yellow. Another episode. My mom, the, my mom's the kind of mom that like she's very mean, like, <laughs> but like in a funny way. So like when she yells at you, it's like almost hilarious. Um, when she's roasting, get your black ass in here, yeah. you peanut head ass. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, she's like, you yellow motherfucker, come here. Like, and it was fine because she had a yellow son, and she had a dark one, so it wasn't like she was being like bigoted. She treated them both shitty. Like, right, right. <laughs> she didn't treat them. Sh- My mom was a very good mom. Like, <laughs> shout out to mom. We love her. Yeah, she just she talks right, mad so. shit. I feel like my mom is one hundred percent the reason why I have thick skin because. You can't be called. You can only be called a blind, a blind bat, or a big foe-headed cow so many times, you know, before it just I'm doesn't stupid. even hurt anymore. <laughs> like, okay, it's fine. She, that's just how she talked, y'all. That's just how she talked. Okay. It is a hundred percent. And in if you if you know me, you know this. That's how I talk too. So it's like the words really don't like. They don't actually mean anything, but it is it is interesting when you're a child. <laughs> but um, I did. Growing up, I had a cousin that was my age, and we were, like, inseparable. Um, but because we moved so much, it was my mom's um, brother's daughter. Um, it's, like, my only cousin from that side, from my mom's side, because she – well, no, that's not true. <laughs> that's not true. I have a bunch of cousins. I completely forgot about my Uncle Jeff. I'm so sorry. I love you so much. But anyways, my cousin um, was, like, the same age as me, so we, like, grew up together, and we did everything together. My mom used to dress us as twins. Like, she would go get her every summer. And so we were attached at the hip. And um, I remember one time my brothers, they had just finished because on army bases, you could live like they, you know, like on army bases, they would have like do tours and stuff with like the WWE. They would come and visit the families and the troops and stuff in Afghanistan. Like famous people would just come in and out. But we only ever really went for the WWE stuff because my brothers were really into it. And so I remember after like one time we went to like a Smackdown show or whatever. And then like we like went to a meet and greet. And then at like the I want to say it was like Rakishi or something. Um, I love Rakishi with the booty. Yeah, rubbing his ass in everybody's yeah, face. Yeah, that's the best one. Rakishi, yeah. period. Yeah, so basically, like, so after we get home, um, my brothers are still, like, on this high, and they're trying to, like, wrestle. And so me and my cousin were like, let's have a tag team match, which is so idiotic. <laughs> so idiotic. But I don't know. It was a good time. Um, <laughs> it wasn't a good time, actually, because my brother Rakishied me, right? Like, everything went to shit in this fight. So it starts, me me and my, my cousin were fighting my brothers, whatever. My brother thinks it's funny, like, if my uh, if the yellow one holds me and then the black one puts his butt in my face. It wasn't, like, bare ass, but it was it was butt. You know what I mean? It was enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I was heated. I didn't want to play anymore. So I left. I was Yeah, you didn't put your heated. ass on me, nigga. Yeah. The fuck? Yeah, we're going to put a pin in that one. So my cousin decides to stay in the room. And so she's still playing with the yellow one. My cousin's also yellow. So it was like yellow on yellow, black on black kind of thing. Um, So they're fighting. And my brother decides for some stupid ass reason to pootie tang my cousin. With the belt? Yes. Yes. Pootie tang. I don't know um, if you guys are familiar with this movie, but pootie tang is about this. Oh, my God. Wait, wait, bitch. Do you remember what I was uh, with that fucking unhinged message I sent to you um, Girl, I'm earlier this week. I understand what was happening. I, I asked you to clarify again because I, I think maybe I was high. I'm still high. Maybe I just don't know. But I don't get it. I don't know. Yeah, I I don't... I, I remember recording it and being like, I don't... That sounded a little manic. But so basically... <laughs> sorry, this is a side note, guys. But <laughs> basically, um, I had this idea earlier this week that... Um, in order for us to like continue to listen to like R. Kelly's music, like how like what how can we do that? Basically, I was like game planning in the car because feeling on your booty came on, and I was like, damn, this is my shit. Feeling on your booty, your booga 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 booty. Anyways, sorry, I, I sorry. Just can't. Yeah, it's I so love good. That song, though. Damn. Yeah, but he is a real piece of shit, and I I I cannot express that enough. But I was saying, like, how like how can we make this okay again? Like, how can I listen to my music freely? And so I had this idea that we tell our children that Pootie Tang is R. Kelly and that 
And you know how in the movie, like, he doesn't, like, the thing is, like, he just drops whatever. It's like a blank CD. So we put R. Kelly's music on the soundtrack. So it looks like it's his shit. And then we call Pootie Tang his, like, um, Spice World. You know how, like, the Spice Girls had um, the, the, the Spice World movie? And they were, like, <laughs> and, and it was, like, filmed as, like, a documentary. But it was actually mm-hmm. just a, a playful movie. And mm-hmm. I didn't realize that it was a playful movie until that nigga came out the toilet. I was like, what? Is this what? Like, that shit blew my mind. Fuck the fact that this, um, the tour bus that they were on is completely unreasonable. Like, that's just not at all possible. Like, but (laughs) whatever, I was a child. But anyways, yeah, so we can make that like his Spice World and then we can start like actually streaming his music again. And, um, and then, all of like the residuals that come from streaming his music again just goes to his victims. What do you think? Mm, I get it. Okay, I get it. I get it. The I think only that's a thing, good idea. It's a good idea. The only thing though that is still gonna throw me is the fact that when I sing these songs, I think about the person who wrote it, and he's writing them about children. Yeah, but that's you gotta just so make it, just, it till you make it, bitch. Why are you always focusing on the negative? I don't get why you trying to poke holes in my idea, bitch. I really worked hard on this, and you just gonna shoot like, me down. No, again? no. Now I listen. The victims, yes. Get your money, yes. I do. We still feel okay saying you feel it on your booty when originally it was for a twelve year old. We don't know if that no. one was specifically <laughs> for a twelve year old. <laughs> But we don't. We also don't know what music. Like we would have to. I feel because he's written. He isn't written. He's recorded. You know he can't. If you can't read, I doubt you can spell. Hollering. (laughs) He's just said he he do like Lil Wayne do. No pen, no paper. Just just off the dome. Yeah, I'm gonna get in here and freestyle a song. I'm gonna freestyle this ballad. (laughs) You know what though? You know it makes so much sense. This is why trapped in the closet was such a thing for him. Like, mm-hmm. you could tell he was really proud of himself. He's like, yo, I wrote a story. <laughs> he probably really did. Really <laughs> he did. He couldn't read any of the lines back, though. He just had to have somebody on set telling him. No, nah, yeah. that's fucked up. I'm going to stop shitting on him. There are people that really can't, like, you know? Um, yeah. R. Kelly's just a bitch, I think. But anyways, um, yeah, that was my idea for that. And I don't know. We could still workshop it, bitch. But I still feel like the benefit is, like, yeah, the song Filling On Your Booty was a smash hit. And I don't know. I don't want to say, like, as a 12-year-old, I'd be proud of that. But, like, I don't know. Do you, is that song about you, bitch? Like, is that... <laughs> you know what? Is that problematic? That was hot, Octavia. Damn. No. I'm on my way, bitch. <laughs> no, but <laughs> I feel like my plan is not, it is good solely because they're getting money for it at it's least. It's benefiting, yes. It's so better now... than that thousand dollars he sent that little girl that he gave mono to that was paralyzed from the neck down for two months because her mono was that severe yeah so like he sent her mama a thousand dollars so like the the premise of that movie is like he like he has a belt like a magical belt that he just be slapping niggas with and so my brother thought it would be funny to to do that to my cousin who is very 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 light-skinned and so it hit her in the face and so the belt mark literally looped from like the tip of her mouth up to her ear yeah, oh. yeah. My the cousin took me to house. Beat, beat somebody's ass, okay? Yeah. Even funnier, um, where her earlobe is, it made it look like a penis and balls. <laughs> you got a little nutsack on your ear, girl. What's, yeah, what's when I tell you, my brother, like, so that happened. So it completely distracted the family from the fact that the dark one put his ass in my face. And it wasn't bare ass, so I guess it wasn't a big deal. But my, the yellow one definitely got his ass beat that night. <laughs> that shit was very funny. But my brothers are very just destructive. They break everything. But anyways, so in retaliation to my brother putting his ass in, uh, in my face, um, I decided to wait until he went to sleep. And I took the, I was like, I'm going to burn this nigga alive. I'm like, I want to say I'm like, 10 if not younger um and so i was like i'm gonna burn this thing like i'm 
for sure. So I take the shade off the lamp and I, cause I touched the lamp and I realized it was hot previously. So I was like, that was like fresh in my mind cause I'm an idiot. But anyways, so like I put the, like I just set the lamp on his cheek and I can hear it like sizzling. I hear his skin sizzling and I'm like, yeah, bitch. Like, <laughs> that's what you get putting your ass in my face, you know? Um, and then he wakes yeah. up and he starts screaming. I was like, oh, shit, this is real. Like, this is real life. And so I was like, I knocked the lamp over. I knocked the lamp over. I'm so sorry. Uh, right? And so it's been, so that was like when I was a child. I didn't admit that I burnt his face on purpose until last year, bitch. I really was holding on to that. Yeah. They just found out that I did that shit on purpose. <laughs> That's how you do it, though. You Dude, take I play the bitch. long game, bitch. The grave. We played the long game, though. Yeah. Yeah. How would you like how would you compare like a sibling fight versus a friend fight? Um, I think ooh. Hmm. I think sibling fights can probably dig a little deeper cuz they know all your shit. Mhm. I think the thing is with me though like my friends, my close friends, I really treat them like family like they're like my tribe. I love y'all. I just think that there is like a tiny, like for me, it's a tiny, tiny, like a small milligram of like, you're not literally in my family and I'm not going to really black on you like this. Because mm-hmm. you you could walk away and not love me. Right. <laughs> also, I know my mouth is really hot and sometimes mm-hmm. I just be digging. I'm like, bitch, I don't need to do this with you. So yeah, I don't know. I think with, with siblings, it probably could get a little more, like, fiery, but I don't think that it, I think it, it can get fiery, and y'all can, like, say deep shit, but I don't think it runs as deep. I think with friends, you may not be as, like, um, I don't know, like, deep with your words with them, but, like, or the other, or the other way around. It may not be, you can say some crazy-ass shit, but you may not. Like, but you're going to feel it. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, your friend will tell you some shit about you. Like, bitch, you, that's why I really your issue is that you're insecure. Because da, 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 da. And you're like, damn, bitch. You're not <laughs> even like a bitch who really knows me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like, you know me, but like, you didn't grow up with me, bitch. Yeah. You don't know the, you don't know the story. Right. I don't know. <laughs> but I also do have friends that I've been friends with since I was a child. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. I think they're both, they both can get out of hand. I think that. Maybe with family, yeah, I'll stick to with family that it can probably get a little more Heinous. violent with words. Yeah. I feel like it just but gets like, like crazy. Yeah. More chaotic than anything. Yeah. I feel like have you ever been <laughs> have you ever been in a room with siblings when they fight? That shit is the most awkward situation. Cause you can't it's like one of those weird fucking situations where they're literally like they could be going ham. Like I had these one friends and um they were siblings and um I had met them and became friends with them separately. And so, like, our friendships, like, I had different situations with both of them. And so, like, it was, like, uh, I don't know, like, it felt very comfortable. And, like, we were, like, all, like, really good friends. It felt like we were all family. But I still knew that there was, like, a line because they are siblings. and They are siblings, it, right? Yeah, yeah. And it's, like, lifelong stuff that you really can't get into. And I, because I feel like I have a million siblings. <laughs> so, like, I know that you, there's just... There's pent up things that like small things that it, it all it's just a lot with sibling fights. And so to like sit and watch one and they like just like air each other's dirty shit out. Have you ever seen um The Real Housewives of Beverly Hills? Yeah. I Bitch. actually just started getting into it because I only watched Atlanta, but yes. Yeah. Are do you are you starting from the beginning or are you just from like... the beginning, beginning. That's my bad. I'm from the beginning. Okay, bitch. You're okay. Okay. I don't wanna give I don't wanna give. Damn. Why would you say that to me? Now I can't even talk about it. I love the show so much. So ugh, watch us turn into a, um, a Beverly Hills Housewives recap show. Because I think that show, honestly, honestly, well, all of the Real Housewives franchises, that is like a psychological experiment or something. That is, it's excellent. That's good TV. No, it is. Did and you, I love it. Do you watch the Utah one? The Salt Lake City one? No, I just started uh, New York. Salt Lake City is hilarious. Honestly, yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah, Apparently I've only one seen. Of them goes to jail on there. I'm just... Yo, anyway, a lot of these bitches be going to jail. Okay, I've no, they seen... be going to prison. They, they be getting locked up. They be getting deported. Like they be, they be really. I mean, Erica Jane. I hope she goes to jail. Just because I, I, I've been, I've been Why? keeping. What up. does she do? <laughs> but, bitch, you don't know what's going on with her. 
I don't. It's um, girl, watch the the Hustler and the Housewife documentary, and then honestly, once you get up caught up to this season, you're gonna be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Basically, she has like a case going on where um, she is like her husband is like a big lawyer in LA and he was fucking over people like taking their money to fund her lifestyle. And then right before it all broke on the election night, she filed for divorce. And basically this man was taking, um, lawsuit funds from widows and orphans from like plane crashes, a burn victim. Like it's insane. And like, I don't know, you know, there, I do believe that like, it's possible for a wife not to know her husband's dealings and just spending his money, especially with the dynamic because he's an old man and she obviously married for money. Um, but the way she's handling it is what I have an issue with. She's like her, her, her entry quote this season is the only thing stronger than diamonds is me. Girl, fuck you. There are actual victims. Huh? Oh, yeah, that's true. That's kind of cut, though. I like that. She said, no, 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 no. She, the way she's going about the situation is absolutely heinous. It's fucked up. She hasn't had, like, any type of, like... It doesn't feel like she has remorse. She's telling all kind of bizarre stories. It's like, bitch, do you know that there is a camera right here? Like, it, it is so easy because there's court cases going on for you to just shut the fuck up because you know you're not supposed to talk about court cases. And yet here you are talking. And here you are putting on this front. Oh, I had... She literally said she had zero money, even though she is living in a home that she pays $10,000 a month in rent for. And she calls it a shack. Like, you were just being so inconsiderate of everyone. Everyone that is watching you. And then you say that you have zero dollars, but yet every time you're going out, you have a glam squad. And then you're trying to show everybody you're broke by driving your Range Rover to a party yourself because you couldn't afford an Uber, bitch. I can afford an Uber. Get the fuck out of here. Like, it's just, I don't even want to keep getting into it because honestly, the situation gets me so hot because how fucking dare you? Like, people actually needed that money and you did it to fund your shitty pop career with music that's not even that good. And the only reason why people like it is because it's catchy and gay people dance to it. And nobody wants to offend gay people because that's the easiest way to get canceled. You know what I mean? So it's like you, everything about you is bought and you're trying to make it seem like you're this self-made bitch. You married up and you're pathetic. Like you, you, you're not the victim here. And that's all she's, that's all this season has been about her being the victim. Fuck you. No one cares about you. This, the, everything would have been fine if you just immediately came on and been like, I didn't know what was going on. We're going to figure it out and get these people paid their money. You know what I mean? Because, but instead right. she's hiding funds and withholding things. You look mad suspicious. But anyways, sorry. Sorry to go off on a tangent. said, bitch, I'm going to keep my money, bitch. Fuck y'all. <laughs> yeah, fuck them kids is literally what she said. And so literally, I feel like, and for that, fuck her, you know? But yeah. sorry. <laughs> Sorry for that tangent. Um, on the show, Kyle and Kim, that's honestly, you're in the best of the best because that's, their drama is so insane. Like, they're, my, favorite, my favorite episode is the, um, the uh, what is it, the game night. That shit is funny. You are a slut pig. <laughs> you're, oh, wait, wait, not a slut pig. Bitch, wait till you get there. It's the funniest fucking thing. Anyway. Oh, so basically on the show, though, she straight up outs her sister. One of the sisters outs the other sister for being an alcoholic on TV. You know, siblings do shit like that. Like they they I don't think that they really think about the magnitude of what they're saying and like the exposure because they've become so used to it that they don't really realize that, bitch, you just blew up my whole spot on TV. Spot on national TV, bitch. Like, yes, I have a bottle of Hennessy in my purse. Shut up. Yeah, why the fuck are you smelling my coffee? Like, fuck you, you know? Um, so, yeah, so, like, so, and then with friends, like, you have to always maintain that level of respect, for one, because a friendship is, like, an actual partnership. You guys are, like, really working um, working um, towards something, you know? It's, like, a lot of compromise. It's the equivalent to a relationship. I feel like people get so comfortable with their family dynamics, and they think that they can actually say just really hateful things to you and they just expect you to get over it, you know? Mm-hmm. And it's like, cause the love is supposed to be unconditional and the, and, and the way that it keeps going is you end up in places with these people, you know, like, and then like, especially your siblings, like when your parents get older, you guys have to start making decisions together. So it's like, it kind of feels like a contract that you really have no way out of, but 
sometimes people are really unhappy <laughs> and they really just like I feel like me yeah, and my sister me and my older sister um she's seven years older than me you know and she's she's been a mom like she I think she had her first kid when she was like 20 so she's literally been a mom her entire adult life and I've been right. a kid my whole life you know I really haven't had that much like responsibility well I've had responsibility but for myself only and that's a very big difference when you have to take care of other lives you're having to like teach people so like her and I like sometimes we just legit clash and it's like I don't know what to say to you like you know what I mean like <laughs> I don't I, leave me alone like <laughs> just don't talk to me you know because it's like we don't I don't I don't feel like we have a lot in common and it's it's just I don't know it's just like a weird situation especially just now at the age that I'm in and the transition and the the headspace I'm in yeah. in life you know um, I don't know. I think the older I get, I do notice that with my siblings, I, I feel like we do get more mature in the way that we try to be more like communicative about things and more like, you know, in harmony. But I also have learned too that like I'm like we have grown, we're growing up now, and it's kind of just like I'm not gonna force anything either. Your yeah. family, the unconditional love is there. My door is always open. You know. Um, as long as it's healthy, obviously, I'm always going to, you know, put up my boundaries and do things that, that make me feel comfortable and vice versa um, for them. But, you know, I can't. Family is family and I love it. But that doesn't mean that you have to, like, stay around or fill a certain spot at all times. You know, things change. I feel like it's always going to change. So I just, I feel like whatever, you do whatever's healthy for you. Because I'm definitely, I love my family. But I won't sit here and say that I'm, like, the most family-oriented. I have chosen family that I, I don't know, do do those things with that I may not do with my actual family. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. Love them both down unconditionally. I just think that everybody's shit is different. And honestly, you're allowed to kind of have like a not conventional or traditional like family dynamic. Right. Is your dad with um, one of your sister's moms? No, he's actually with I have a stepbrother also, but honestly, I'm going to be really honest with you. This is so <laughs> transparent. I've met him maybe two times my whole life. Huh. Um, but his mom, I've known his mom since I was like three years old. She's been like on and off with my dad my whole life. I'm, mind you, I'm 27. So wow. um, they are married now. They got married a few years ago. So uh, yeah, he's with one of my siblings' moms, mm. technically. Yeah. I feel like it's always like a, so my situation, I didn't know that I had a little sister until I was a teen. Um, and I feel like, so my dad in my family is only my dad. Um, my siblings, they have a different dad. And then my dad is my dad. Um, and so like, it's kind of a weird situation. I feel when like, you find out that you have a younger sibling and you find out that it's from, I don't really think my parents were together. I feel like they were pretty Cause like the way they met, they met in the club and my mom literally thought my dad was Jamaican. Like she thought he was Jamaican cause he had a thick New Orleans accent. She just, she, she hadn't been nowhere yet. You know what I mean? So she was just like, Oh, this it's a nigger with an accent. He ain't from here. Um, <laughs> so she was like, they were just like vibing and stuff. And I think they were on and off. Um, I, I really don't know what the situation was when I was like a fetus or whatever, but mm -hmm. I do know that I have a little sister. <laughs> yeah. I do know that I have a little sister. So something, there was a pause somewhere or something went awry. <laughs> a little hiccup, but, a little. Yeah, something happened. But um, so like when I found out about my little sister, it kind of gave me this like weird level of guilt, you know, because like I'm like I'm I'm not the reason because I'm I mean, I'm older, you know what I mean? But he decided to to be with my family and raise, you know, my mom's other kids. And like, we didn't know it. Like, I didn't know anything about my little sister, you know? And so I feel like when I found out that shifted my relationship with my dad because I felt bad. You know, my dad has always been amazing to me. You know, like he, right. he was my hero growing up. Um, I literally followed him everywhere. I remember when he used to play football for the Army. Um, one time he got tackled and I was, we were living in Georgia, like Fort Benning. So I was, I couldn't have been older than five. And I remember, well, I don't remember, but, um, 
they always bring the story up that like uh, my dad got tackled and I literally ran on the field and started fighting grown man for hitting my dad. So like my, yeah, yeah, my dad is- yeah, exactly. Exactly. I was definitely one of those kids. And so it was very strange to hear that, you know, it was, it was, it was really weird. And I feel like uh, because of that, they have like issues and all of that. And, and she feels away. And I feel like I'm kind of like in the middle and I'm just trying to like basically walk the line of being respectful to her and like her space and like her situation. Cause I do think in the beginning, um, I don't say, I wouldn't say she lashed out on me a lot, but I will say that, you know, she, it was like a lot of snarky there was comments, a, lot of, yeah. a lot of like trying to talk, get information basically from me. Like her mom was trying to use her to get information from me about my dad. And it was just like a very messy situation. Um, so I've actually only met her once. And that's when I like, I had flew out to Colorado to work. Um, we we're we're very similar, you know. We 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 act alike. We we have the same interests, all of that. But I think okay. because of the situation, it's just been it's so a little weird. tainted. Yeah, and yeah. and it's also weird because like when we do family things, like I know about her, I'm thinking of her, but it's like a well, who who are we doing it for? Because if it's for my mom, I don't want to bring a reminder of my dad's infidelity into the situation that is like geared towards like her and her family, which is typically what we, you know, we do more stuff like with my mom's side, just because my dad's side of the family is just, um, there's just a lot of them and they're all doing their own thing always. (laughs) But um, yeah, so it's just, it's, it's, it's a, it's a very weird situation and I feel like I'm still working through it. So I just do. I do know that the, I do like carry this like weird amount of guilt for being basically like the family that he chose. And I, yeah, I guess I should probably be in therapy about that, huh? <laughs> no, th- listen, unpack, baby, unpack that shit as you should. Right. No, I think, I think it's natural for you. You are about to be like, damn, like you. I think you just love her and care about her. Honestly, like just innately like it's it's like a want it's a it's a want yeah i want to know her i wish i wish because we're like we're so close in age it's so it's such a bummer in all honesty because we really could have just been taken on you know like it would have been nice to kind of because my my cousin you know we were we were thickest thieves but when my uncle died it just like erupted my family so she kind of went on her own journey but it would have been nice you know to have just like a partner to go through life with i guess Right. Mm-hmm. No, I, I I get it. Like I said, that's your sister. So you always want, you're going to want like positive with her. Like, why would you have family and like not want to be in positive space with them if they could be positive, you know? So I totally get that. I feel the same way with my siblings. We don't talk all the time. We probably should talk more. I have nephews, I have a niece. You know, there's so many things I could be more actively a part of. But I think that just kind of boils down to like leaving the door open, leaving room mm-hmm. for it, you know? Um, I don't know. I'm not the biggest on even like, it's funny we're talking about this because I'm not the biggest on expressing my dynamic with my family just because I honestly ran from them. And it wasn't even like I hated them or they were like homophobic or anything like that. It was just like, y'all are not like me. I'm not like y'all. I don't feel understood. I have so much that I want to do. A lot of y'all just care to be in Texas doing this kind of shit. And I love it for y'all because it got me here. It fed me. It kept me, you know, alive and well. Y'all raised me, but like, I want to do more. But yeah, I think it's just more so about, like, me leaving the door open. As much as I want to be like, look, I'm going to stay out here in New York and shit. Eventually go to Japan or some shit and never come back. But that doesn't mean that my heart's not open to them and that the love is, like, love is there. It's definitely unconditional. Yeah, for sure. I feel like that would probably be my my takeaway from this episode, too. Just, like, just give, like, I feel like the difference between, like, family and friends is you kind of give your your family this um, unlimited or, like, a past that just can't expire uh, to just kind of, like, leave the door open and, like, but, like, also it's absolutely fine to maintain your lines. Like, you you have boundaries and that's absolutely fine, you know? It's just where can you meet me? If you can't meet me where I'm comfortable, like, then it just can't, it can't be what you want, I guess, you know? So, right. What about you? 
I wanted to definitely emphasize that, like, yes, leave the door open for your family, but also do what's healthy for you. Because I think mm-hmm. that, uh, again, I've met, for example, I'll just give, like, a small example. You know how, like, you go, or how they're saying, like, you see how a nigga treat his mama, and that'll tell you how he's going to treat you. And we know, like, that's valid. That's very, mm-hmm. very valid. I agree with that. I yeah. do agree with that. Um, me and my mom, we are close. We've always been. Do we have the healthiest relationship? No. Do mm-hmm. I ever disrespect her or come out of my mouth and my neck and talk to her crazy? Obviously not. But I'm saying, like, there are so many things that are underlying with people's relationships and dynamics that, like, you just really never know Yeah. what what is what and what means what. Because I have friends who talk to their parents all kind of ways, and their parents do the same thing with them, and it's normal, and they have the best relationship. Mm-hmm. They feel they trust each other. They can talk about yeah. things. It's transparent. You know what I'm saying? So, like, everything looks different for everybody. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Be realistic with yourself and your situation. and. You know, like I said, leave the door open, but those boundaries are still there and they are allowed to be there. So, yeah, that's my takeaway. Yes. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Um, Be sure to rate and review. We want to keep this going. We want to hear from you guys. Um, And follow us on our Instagram at Flock Talk Podcast and our Twitter, Jalen. Flock Talk Podcast, but the podcast part is spelled pdst because someone took our shit so bitches find them and block them and report them thank you report them (laughs) don't do that (laughs) we'll also link it in the the description thanks guys bye thank you later birds